Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show on 103.7 FM WKRM. I'm Jack Cobb, your school bus driver, and I am here with Highland Park Elementary School. I have with me today three of the esteemed uh, staff at the school. I have Miss Kelly Myers, who is the principal. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. You're welcome to be here. I also have Miss Allison Hardison, who is the assistant principal at Highland Park Elementary. Thank you. Glad to be here. And last but not least, we have Karen Grice, who is the school counselor at Highland Park Elementary School. So glad to be here today. Thank you, ladies, for showing up and uh, and um, hosting the, with the Big Yellow School Bus. Let's start out by talking a little bit about your school, Kelly. Let's tell the listening audience. Um, of course, you're located in the heart of town, and what are some of the features and things about your school you think people would like to know? Uh, first of all, um, we are. We're just about a mile from the town square, uh, not far from the Columbia Arts District, and uh, which is a really good thing because we have been a partnership with Crayola before, and uh, we do pride ourselves in being an arts integration school. Cool. Um, we have about 300 students. Uh, we're very diverse. Uh, so we have a, we have a high Hispanic population, um, but it's I, we, a good thing I'm sending out messages in Spanish now. Right? Yes, it, they, most certainly, most certainly. <laughs> but I, I don't speak Spanish, by the way. <laughs> I just have a software that translates it for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I feel we're very uh, fortunate in that we're not too large, we're not too small, we're just the right size, and that we are really uh, relevant to the community, and we're like family. Excellent. I, I um, have a lot of uh, closeness with Highland because I passed it every day for the last 25 years going to work, it seemed like, and I've done a lot of things that I believe you used to have voting at your school a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah, and I used to, I've always had a part with the election commission, um, so I've always, I had an opportunity to go there for that. Um, Highland Park's just a great school, and you've got some amazing partnerships built in this community. Did you want to get right in and talk, talk yes, about them right yes, now? Yes, we do have some wonderful partners, and I think that has a lot to do with us being like a neighborhood school. Right. Because they are, except for one, um, they're um, right there around us. First off is Grace Church uh, of Nazarene. They have been very supportive of us from the very beginning. I will say that churches in this community are so supportive of Murray County Public Schools. It seems like every school has a partnered church that does things for them, with them, um, helps them out, etc. Exactly. Uh, for first of all, Grace has always been uh, very supportive of us in, in a lot of different ways. This particular year they uh, purchased water bottles for every student at our school for COVID and because that our water fountains had to be closed. So every student got a water bottle with our Highland Park logo and everything nice. on it and that that was purchased by Grace. Uh, Zion Presbyterian Church is also a partnership and that's because I go to Zion. Excellent. And so uh, they have partnered with us in a lot of different ways as well. And then the uh, the pharmacy compound center right there on um, Hatcher Lane. Yes. Uh, they were able to give us lots of hand sanitizer and things there at the beginning of school as well. So they've been very uh, supportive of us. He is doing a great job with that um, that business there. He's uh, the owner is part of our uh, Kiwanis group. 
Um, I know your husband belongs to the Rotary Group, which right. I love both these groups. They're great civic organizations, so I'm not trying to put one against the other at all. Um, yeah, he's done some great stuff in the community since he's uh, opened that uh, place on Hatcher Lane there. Yes, yeah. I really like that yes. place. Yeah, he actually goes to church with me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, JJ's, they have been very, very supportive as well. Uh, they have uh, had us be a part of their uh, Donation Tuesday where a profit, you know, a percentage of the profit. On I see it Tuesday. on Facebook yes. every Tuesday, yeah. it seems like. like. Just this Tuesday, it was the SROs that benefit um, them and their um, um, shop with the cop thing. But um, we had it a couple of Tuesdays ago. Uh, uh, and so that was really wonderful. But they they have fed our teachers, too. So they provide a lot of uh, wonderful things for us. Man, you can't beat that loaded potato there. No, exactly. Um, JJ's Barbecue is owned by a friend of mine, Wayne Webster, and his wife, Julie. And yes. they've been great for the community, not just at Highland Park, but many, many places around the, uh, the city and doing things for help out. Thank you, JJ's Barbecue. Mm -hmm. Do you have any others? Uh, just, just to say that the uh, currently, right now, the sheriff's department is helping us with some um, jackets for some of our students that are in need of jackets. Plus, the Murray Regional Hospital with the holiday hugs and providing coats for our students as That's well. That's cool. I believe we had over 120 something students that are needing a coat right now. It is cold out there right now, as you can all attest to when you're listening on the radio, driving down the road in your car and your in your uh, your den, listening. Um, it's really important that we help out the community in these instances for coats and, and um, the Kiwanis Club. I'll mention them again. I don't know what Rotary is doing. I know you guys help out with the launches up at McDowell, but uh, Kiwanis is doing um, a program that's from Kiwanis International where we're buying brand new underwear and socks and providing them for the school counselors. And we gave some to uh, McDowell. Uh, before Thanksgiving. We'll be over at Highland soon to give you guys a batch of these to put in your closet because you never know when somebody's going to need one of those items. That'll be wonderful. Thank you. Uh, I thought you'd I thought you'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> we do have because we have a family resource room and uh, my Laura Holly, my Title I facilitator, um, has really done a wonderful job with that. We've had some anonymous uh, supporting uh, people that have, have done some canned food drives, which, by the way, I should have mentioned, Columbia Academy just gave us go. some of their big, uh, a lot of uh, canned goods from their big canned food drive that they just recently had. Well, today, we're taping today, and it's Thursday, uh, the first week back from uh, Thanksgiving break, and it'll air this weekend. But today, you had a food drive at your school. Yes. Um, the Well Outreach and the Galilee Food Program. I just got the notification that they gave away 200 boxes of Galilee food boxes wow. at wow. Highland. Yeah. That is a huge number of people that were able to come and get. There's 10 meals and 10 snacks per box. And every student in that household, or any student, uh -huh in fact, is eligible for one box. That is awesome news. Yeah, that is great news. And, and they also went to Kalioka and gave out additional um, boxes of Galilee food in Kalioka today. Uh, thank you, The Well Outreach. We had them on our program not too long ago, the director, Ms. Shelley Sasson. Um, her and her organization do a fantastic job making sure there are less and less hungry people, people going without. Yes. So I appreciate all they're doing and all they did today and, and helped out at Highland Elementary. Um, you had uh, We had remote learning before the holidays. Um, currently, you're all back in school, right? Yes, we are. That's good news. I bet you like seeing the kids in the hallways. Oh, it's, it's so much better, so much better. We love having them there face-to-face -face because they, they brighten our day. 
they brighten my day. My grandkids brighten my day. They're coming over this weekend. I'm already getting excited about it. I went to Kroger's last night at 830 going, I got to have stuff for the grandkids because I don't eat a lot of stuff they eat. So I had to go and stock up the, the pantry with things that I know they like to eat, you know, the good stuff, you know, chips and cookies and you name it. <laughs> yeah. What else you got? Anything else on the, the well, community partners? Well, I guess I should uh, go ahead and give a shout out to uh, Lister Hill. I do not, uh, Lister Hill Credit Union. I don't want to steal their thunder. Right. Uh, They're but, a great organization also. But they are. Uh, but on next Tuesday, is that the 8th? December 8th is Tuesday? Yes, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes. Um, they will be presenting us with a check for $1,250. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, what they have done... Lister Hill uh, has the regional office, um, has allowed the the bank here uh, in Columbia to choose a school to um, provide that to, and they chose Holland Park, which is not far from us on Hatcher Lane. That is awesome news. Thank you, Lister Hill here in Columbia, Tennessee, for your help with Highland Park Elementary, a $1,250 donation. Uh, any stipulations of what you can use, or it's just what you guys need to use it for? Yes. The, uh, they, they told me that they understood that uh, we might need some hand sanitizer, cleaning supplies, and right. that kind of thing. But then they also knew that we probably had spent money to purchase those things and might would need other things to right. in lieu of that. So, that is so they really awesome. have kind of given me a little bit of... Um, leeway in that but i'm it will be spent on students good mm -hmm. good news hey i got a question we talked talked just a second about covid and, and the effects it had we've been dealing with the pandemic for quite a few months now and there was no playbook and we've been lesson learned as we go and we've gotten real better in guidance um miss grier grice how does that affect you and the children at the school? Can you give me some insight on things that maybe changed for you and things you have to do more of maybe? Um. Maybe, is it not just the children? Is it maybe the teachers and the staff that are actually needing the yeah. guidance? Because my daughter's a teacher and right. she was recently on their the local news station and she spoke to the news station about their guidance counselors and how important it was that they were able to help the students and the teachers. And my right. daughter, we even got so brazen to say, I went down there with tears in my eyes because I didn't know how to handle my situation. Right. She said, and I went down there and that counselor is a gentleman there at her school. He, she, he just brightened me up. He saved me and made me feel so much better. And that's what guidance counselors do. Right. What, what I will say is that Miss um, Grice is a spectacular uh, school counselor and so she provides counseling to our students and has always provided counseling either in an individual or small group situations. I do think that what we have found that we're, we're all overwhelmed and stressed Yes. and if anything Miss Grice has helped us become aware of how to uh, handle our stress and how to you know keep our emotions in check, but, but also just taking care of ourselves. That's another huge thing. That's our true. Our mental health yeah. being. Uh, sometimes teachers are, take ownership of the children's needs onto themselves way too much, and then they become very uh, stressed. And so uh, we have learned as a faculty, I believe, to lean in on each other. And Miss Christ does. She's shaking her head. She, <laughs> she leads us in that. Um, spectacularly she helps us a lot Ms. with Grace, understanding that we thank you for what you do for the children and the staff and everybody because you know sometimes you just don't know what to do 
You get that you get that um, thing that's happening, and you just get overwhelmed. And it's good to have somebody to come and talk to. So we thank you for what you do at the school. Thank you. I will say, in answer to your question about how COVID has yeah. impacted things, we are having a lot more anxiety, yes. um, a lot more worry. Um, we do a screener with the students, and usually we see a lot more externalizing behaviors, but this year our students with internalizing behaviors are just off the charts, and it's it can be largely attributed to everything that's going on in the world right now. As a grandfather of uh, students that are in elementary school, we're kind of feeling that too. And I had to reach out to somebody that's a guidance personnel and say, what do I tell my granddaughter? I do not know how to handle this exactly. I mean, I was expecting different things and a lot of things I can handle, just basic life. But when it was about this, I didn't know what to do. But I was guided and was able to help with help. Mm -hmm. So what you guys do is vitally important, and we thank you. Thank yeah. you. All right. Um, assistant principal. Yes, sir. Ms. Alice Hardison, how long have you been with Highland Park Elementary School? Um, I've been with Highland Park for five years. Okay. And um, so what did you do before that? I was the instructional coach. At Highland? At Highland. Well, okay. since I've been there for five years. Before okay. I came to Highland Park, um, I was a classroom teacher at Baker Elementary School. Oh, two of my grandkids go to Baker. Mm -hmm. John Micah, I like him. Me and him get along great. He's the principal at Baker Elementary, by the way, if you didn't know. Um, so what is your, do you have like a master's degree, a degree, not, you didn't say doctor. No, I'm not so. a doctor. I, um, I have an EDS degree. Oh, cool. Yeah, in administration. Where'd you go to school at? Um, I went to Columbia State first okay. and then um, to Freed Hardeman University in West Tennessee and graduated from there, then went to MTSU for my master's and my EDS program. That sounds fun. Yeah. I never did that. I'm more of a like learn on the job type guy. I don't have any degrees. I have a lot of experience. So it's kind of the same in a, in a sense. Um, did you uh, get your degree here locally? Um, I went to Austin Peay State University for my undergrad and then Western Kentucky University. Is that the governor's? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go that. Pete. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people would. Okay. The governor. I just remember that one specifically. Um, and. Kelly, where'd you get your degree at? Okay, well, I'm the oddball out here. <laughs> um, I received my bachelor's degree in early childhood education from Louisiana Tech University in Reston, Louisiana. Then I received my master's in early childhood education at Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go okay. Tigers. And um, I received another master's from uh, Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro. There you go. MTSU. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had a lot of fun when uh, Columbia Central High School used to go out there for the band competitions. Mm -hmm. I still I still miss those uh, days because uh, my oldest daughter was in the band at Columbia Central. That was a lot of fun. Um, so you've been in education for how many years? Oh, my goodness. Uh, 32 years. Okay, you're right up there with me. <laughs> Almost 32. Miss Grace? Um, I've been a school counselor for five years. For five years? That's yes. pretty good. Yes. yes. Obviously, you can't see Miss Grice, and she's probably the youngest one in the room. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> and um, principal, Assistant Principal Hardison? Uh, 21 years in education. Excellent. So mm -hmm. education is one of those fields that it's not so much, I'm going to go in it and become a millionaire. I'm going to go in it and make a difference. And I questioned my daughter when she became a teacher. I said, you know, it doesn't pay a lot. And I bought you a master's degree, you know. And she goes, no, I'm going to teach. I love children. And she just excels at it so much. And now I'm proud to say my daughter's a teacher because it's a big deal. 
Now, were you a teacher at one time? Oh, yes, yes. I taught in Baton Rouge. I taught kindergarten in Baton Rouge. I taught uh, five years in Lewis County, but when I first moved here. And then uh, I taught at um, McDowell Elementary. And then I came to the central office for just a little while for as a federal programs coordinator for a, a, a few years. And then I, in 2015, went to be the principal at Highland Park Elementary. And I got these two lovely ladies. <laughs> you got lucky. I did. All right. I did. Excellent. I'd like to let everybody know a little bit about who we're talking to today on the radio. And, and a lot of people in the community know Principal Myers, principal, Vice Principal Hardison, Assistant Principal, they yes. call you, right? Um, and the, the 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 new person in the room is Miss Grice and the school counselor, and she's got such a great position there at the school to be able to help people. Um, now, we were talking about all the great things, people that help you in the community, right? And there is something going on, like you said, the, the donation on Lister Hill on December 8th, right? $1,250 yes. donation. That is awesome. Um, what are How much time do we have left before the break? All right. We only have a few minutes left before the break. So I'm going to go ahead and run us into break a little early here so we can go ahead and get ready for the next segment of the Big Yellow School Bus. So thank you, ladies. We'll be back after the commercial. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show. We are here with Highland Park Elementary School. We have Kelly Myers, the principal. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. We have Karen Grice, school counselor. Hello. Hi, Karen. And Allison Hardison. Yes. Hi, Allison. Um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about um, the COVID and, the, and things. I'd like to switch gears on that, and let's talk about something that's really monumental for your school. Let's talk about two years of a gold award. Who wants to tell about that? Well, I'll start us off, but I want right. Ms. Grice to jump in here, okay? Uh, well, um, my second year at Highland Park, uh, we began... Um, receiving some professional development from Vanderbilt University on what's called response to intervention for behavior. And uh, what it did, what it allowed for us to do is to create a three-tier system to support our students with their emotional and their behavioral needs. Uh, first of all, Highland Park didn't have a school-wide behavior plan. Uh, mm. And so our behaviors, lots of times, were just all sent to the office. And we didn't have a distinguish between what was class managed versus what was office managed. And so what we did is we learned we had a committee with some teachers on our staff that we worked with uh, Vanderbilt University and created three expectations. And we have uh, a school-wide discipline plan. We've got it. It's very distinguishing between what's classroom management and what's um, office managed. And, um, and first of all, our three expectations are be ready, be safe, and be kind. Oh, I have them words on my door at work, yes. be kind. <laughs> yes. And so students are, um, we stress the positivity of everything in that we uh, reward students when we see them 
you know, being safe and being ready and being kind. And they get positivity tickets. And those positivity tickets can be collected and they save them. And we actually have little pocket charts. And we're also teaching financial literacy because they can spend their um, positivity tickets weekly or they can spend them monthly and they save, can save them up because we have school-wide incentive days and we also have trinkets and nice things that the teachers do in the classroom. They also do wonderful things like, um, you know, spend 10 tickets, they can take their shoes off for the day or 10 tickets they can, um, uh, I don't know, have lunch. Wear with, a hat. Wear a hat, there you yeah. go, that's good. Yeah. Um, 100 tickets they can eat lunch with the principal. Sweet. And I have had a few do that. <laughs> And um, but anyway, um, it's it's all about setting um, a school wide discipline plan that we can follow and know how to support our students. And, you know, 80, 85 percent of our students are just fine. They're tier one. They meet our expectations on a routine daily basis. We have a few that maybe need a little bit extra help. And so they might be tier two. And so we have interventions for those that are in tier two. And then we have some students, very small, I can count them on my hand, um, of students that need more significant support. And in that case, they're tier three, and then we have what, maybe a behavior plan to support them even more. And Ms. Grice definitely helps me with that. She leads, and she's the chairman of our RTIB uh, committee, and uh, leads this and helps support me tremendously uh, with this whole effort. But um, we've... First, like I said, started in 2016. Um, 2000, counting back here, 2018, we were a bronze level school. We were uh, awarded by Vanderbilt and the State Department of Education for our efforts. Uh, last year, we were awarded a gold level, um, which is the highest honor. And we just received it again this year. So this is our second year to be a gold level school with, uh, that was given to us by the State Department of Education and Vanderbilt University for our efforts in helping support students for their behavior, for their social emotional learning, and that kind of thing. And my, I, I will have to say, um, it's the teachers and our staff, they do it, our, and our students. They, um, we're all in it together, and I do think that it's truly had a, a huge impact on the culture and the climate of our school. That is awesome. Congratulations on two years back-to-back -back gold award winner. Again, RTIB stands for? Response to Intervention for Behavior. Perfect. And I want to say something about the gold. Um, last year, we were one of three schools in Middle Tennessee to have it. This year, I believe there's a few more. There may be eight. But still, out of all of Middle Tennessee, we're one of the few. Very much so. It's because you're setting the goal and the standards higher, and now the school, other schools are starting to see that. I, I think we had another gold um, award winner in Murray County Public Schools, did no, we not? we were the only gold winner. You were winner. the only gold winner. We, we had some silver winner. and bronze, <laughs> right. yes. Um, we had a lot of recognitions. I, we put it out in an internal newsletter about it here recently. Um, that is a huge accomplishment. Yes, we've done, but and it's been really wonderful because we've uh, the students really get involved. They uh, we have uh, they get their tickets, they save those tickets, and they spend them. And the teachers, you know, come up with their own little menu of items that they can use those tickets for. And then we have great monthly incentives, and we've done all kinds of neat things as far as we've made slime, we've painted turkeys, we've made cotton candy, cotton, cotton candy. candy. <laughs> I mean, we've done all. You do kinds the messy of stuff. I like <laughs> it. Yes, yes. 
Because I had to learn how to do that with my grandkids. I'm like, we didn't do that when my kids were little, but my grandkids are like, Papa, we need to make some slime. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> so we learned how to do it at home. But I, what I will say is that it really um, helps. Um, first of all, it helped cut down on all the office referrals. I don't have near as many kids that come to the office for behavior issues um, anymore. Um, the teachers know what to handle and how to handle it, and, and we don't have it. We just don't have it. Uh, that's the big thing. Um, the second thing is that uh, it helps with the social and emotional learning of our students because we do do a screener three times a year to determine uh, internalizing and externalizing behaviors, and that's what Ms. Gross was referring to earlier in that uh, we've this year, uh, and we attribute it to a lot to COVID, and we do see a significant increase in internalizing behaviors, which is the behaviors that children internalize that we may not be. They're the student that's real quiet, right. not saying a whole lot, you know, and are kind of reserved and shy, and they're maybe not be keeping their emotions are all t kept within inside, right. you know, which is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and withdrawn. withdrawn, exactly. Yeah, and I'm sure you guys um, have a thorough understanding how to recognize those students and stuff like that that need that kind of help. Um, out of my, all my grandkids, they're all well outspoken like me, so they don't have no problem voicing anything. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm so happy that you guys were able to win the gold twice. Um, congratulations. Thank um, you. Do you have anything to add on that, Miss Grace? It's just, it's one of my favorite parts of the job. Yeah, it's, I bet it is. The monthly incentive days are just a blast, getting to hang out with the kids and just have fun. That, and if they earn enough tickets, they get to have lunch with the principal. Exactly. A hundred tickets. hundred tickets is all it takes. All right. That's not bad. I like that. Um, all right. Tell me about another program at your school with the 21st Century Tutoring. Okay. The 21st Century Tutoring Program is part of our Title I um, program as well. And I should have probably mentioned that at the very beginning. Highland Park is a Title I school-wide school, so we do receive federal dollars that help support the efforts at our school academically. Cool. And so the 21st Century Tutoring Program is an after-school tutoring program to a 545 each night. And we have bus transportation to take students home. And so the students um, that, have, that are needing some extra help stay after school um, and um, receive some additional help and tutoring and from our teachers there at school. And it's, I think we've, second grade, third, and fourth grade. We've had first grade. I'm not sure. We, do we don't have any first graders this year? Or do we? I we think do have so. First graders? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, first graders this year. I think we serve around 40 students. Yes. And Maybe a is, little over 40. Yes, this year. Mm -hmm. We've had as high as 65. Mm -hmm. Not. We've not. We're not there this year. That's great because I get a lot of requests in the communications department from um, parents and grandparents in the community. How do I get tutoring? How do I find help for my student? They're, they're struggling in a certain subject. And I direct them in, in the areas that we, we have available to us. But this is provided at your school. At no cost. There you we go. provide a snack. But now it's, it's for our students right. only. Yes. Right. Yes. And, um, but it's really wonderful because it's our teachers themselves that are providing the tutoring. And so they're always coordinating with the classroom teachers that they are, they're teaching with. And um, to know exactly what it is that our students are needing more help with. And you said they get buses. Is it through the American Public Schools buses? Yes, yes. That's very cool also. Mm -hmm. So it's a, an, an internal program available to Highland Park Elementary School students for tutoring, which is it's so value-added to have that ability when a student is struggling. Now, how do they get referred to it, or do they just say, I need it? 
Well, parents can request for it, but uh, teachers uh, talk to parents and say and suggest it. Okay, so it's usually like in a PTA type format where they say, "Look, um, we really think that um, Joseph would benefit from being tutored in this." Subject. Yeah, the teacher might just you know know that a student's you know lagging right. a little bit. Talk to the parents, say, "Hey, are you interested?" They can make it, but we but we've had parents that say, "Can my child stay?" And if we've got a spot, we'll be glad to take them. That's cool. And since we're talking a little bit about the, the school and, and uh, what's going on, let's take a few minutes to talk about the big things in the school. Like you have a chorus, art, STEM, yeah. CC, math, a whole long list you gave me of items you wanted to brag about. Yes, so. yes. Well, I have some fabulous teachers, that's, that's for sure. And they do a lot of this um, on their own time. They might get a little bit of stipend money for some of it, but not not, not much to say <laughs> anything. But my, my music teacher, uh, she has a chorus group. And so they uh, typically meet before school 30 minutes and then um, have a few productions throughout the year. And at the end of the year, there's usually a big choral festival that they participate in. Of course, most of this has been put on hold until second semester uh, mm-hmm. as of right now because of COVID. I've noticed that a lot of the elementary schools, or I'd say probably all of our elementary schools, now have music programs of some sort in the elementary schools, which is huge. People that become involved in music tend to do better in school as they excel yes, through the years. research shows that you do well in uh, music. That's why I was a musician. Better Look math scores. <laughs> yes. Uh, my art teacher, Maggie Farrell, absolutely awesome. Uh, she has an art club. And I have to give a little shout-out to her, by the way. Uh, she and uh, the art teacher at Mount Pleasant High School, Whitney Herriting, I believe is her name, they just completed a mural in Diasburg, uh, Tennessee, uh, on their off of their town square. So, wow, I'll have to yeah. get with them and, and yeah. learn a little bit more about that. Yeah, I'll have to show it to you. Yeah. Okay, so, but my art teacher, she has art club. Uh, Miss Brock, um, my librarian, KC KC Brock. She um, she is also my tech coach, so she helps our students learn more about STEM, uh, which is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So she has a STEM club, and uh, we do that, and she leads that. I have cross country, so Miss Kessner, coach uh, my PE teacher. She has cross. We didn't have cross country this fall. We hope maybe to have it in the spring. We'll see. But okay. um, she usually helps my cross with my cross country team. And then Mr. Province, one of my fourth grade teachers, he has a math club. Oh, CC, what I mentioned that, by the way, listeners, was cross country. Cross country. <laughs> That's right. But math club. You know, you would be surprised. Uh, st- students learn real quick when they're not good at math. Oh, and, I did that. Yeah. Yes. All right. So uh, we try to instill in them a love for math. And we start early, so that's why we have a math club. That is really cool because I could have benefited from a math club. I think my math deficiency started in early on, and then through I struggled with math all the way yeah. until I yeah, graduated from high school. research shows that it can start as early as th- second and third grade. Yeah, math with me didn't get along. But then I, I discovered a, a teacher in my middle school, which was junior high back then, took the time to show me what I was missing and gave me some tutoring, and I finally went, oh, that's what this is all about. And, you know, just somebody to open my eyes, and that's what tutoring does. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So we have all these uh, wonderful things just to give our students some little extracurricular activities that helps them to enjoy uh, school because not everybody loves reading. No. no. <laughs> you know, um, I think so. I said this on my last radio program, uh, the last Big Yellow School Bus. My youngest went into kindergarten this year, and parents decided they didn't want her going to school because of the COVID-19 pandemic, so they kept her home to do remote learning. 
Well, they soon, real quick, learned that that wasn't going to work out. So they talked to the principal and got her back in school. Now she gets mad when there's a weekend <laughs> because she loves school. She loves her new friends. She loves the activities, the, the the curriculum, everything that she does. She loves about it. And she comes over. She'll be over this weekend, I'm sure. She comes over on a weekend at my house, and she's like, Papa, there's no school today. And she's like, because she really wants to go. Um, so I, I get a kick out of that, that kids young really do enjoy school. And they look forward to it. They do. I know as as teachers and staff at the school, you probably dread summers. Nah, probably, maybe not. But you love the fact when you have the kids in the school. Yes. I, I will have to say that um, when we shut down last March, uh, my faculty was uh, in communication with their students. Regularly. Yeah. Regularly. Uh, all through the out, throughout the whole thing. And um, many of them did their own little drive-throughs. We did our own little parade. Oh, I love and, those. I see and, those online. Yeah. And we checked on our students. Uh, and, and throughout the summer, we, we had staff members that did that. So um, we have a very caring and loving uh, staff. I have to agree with you on that. That it's, it's across all of Murray County Public Schools, when I've talked to and interviewed different teachers and, and kindergarten level, there's this huge passion involved with it, and I really, really love that. Um, I have a job I enjoy, so I have passion about it. I enjoy doing it. And teachers and staff at elementary schools seem to really enjoy what they're doing. Yes. But we happen to say that we're the best-kept secret. <laughs> there you go. Best-kept secret in Columbia is Highland Park Elementary School. Yeah. It may that... be out now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's out. The word is out now. Um, officially. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the STEM project that you have. The STEM, it's called a club right STEM now. STEM club. Elementary school. STEM club, yes. Um, I know a lot of our schools have worked really hard to get STEM certifications, this, that, and the other. Is that something that elementary schools can do? Yes, we can. Uh, we, at this time, we have not uh, started that process of becoming okay. STEM certified. Um, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that, as I mentioned at, at the very beginning, uh, is that we've kind of focused more on arts integration. Uh, for the past two years, we partnered with Crayola, and, we, and our teachers received a lot of professional development um, to integrate the arts. And that's not just visual arts, but, you know, music as well, into um, their classrooms. And then my music and my art teacher worked with teachers to integrate those things in the classroom and then they then all my special teachers actually art pe music library they and even miss christ they all look at the standards that our teachers are teaching k through four and then they you know coordinate that with the lessons that they're teaching in their classes but with arts integration we've kind of focused more on that than we have as far as becoming a stem accredited school something new on the horizon and they're calling it steam Yes. They take the STEM initiative and they add arts to it yes. and they call it STEAM. Yes. And I've heard that a lot of different schools and different districts uh, where STEAM is becoming a popular um, part of it. And if you have a strong arts program, there's no reason why you shouldn't integrate that with your STEM program yes. also. Yes, and we, and we have had lots of thoughts about that as well. We just haven't quite made uh, gone in that direction. But Ms. Brock is uh, an awesome uh, teacher in the fact that she's, got, she's very technology savvy and she helps all our teachers with understanding the technology and support them in, in that way. But she does enjoy working with students. And so with, with this club uh, that's fourth 
fourth graders. Um, she they do neat little projects and things, and they've done anything from coding, you know, and learning about you know creating their own. Um, program as far as, you know, moving the robot to here to there. They've done some things with robotics. Um, they've done some things with um, even um, some some skills that um, you wouldn't think of as being STEM, but she related it to STEM as far as cooking and, and just some kind of some things that they can do that would be self-sustaining to them, some everyday kind of skills in life. I really like the STEM. I like the the STEM Expo that we have every year. Yes, Hopefully, they'll be able to do that yes. again. Um, I know. And we've that, always participated in that and had a, a big PBL day at the end of the year. Of course, what, last what year. What is a PBL? Project based learning. Okay. Or, okay. And um, yeah. Not sure if the listeners know all the acronyms. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not even familiar with 100% of the acronyms. Yes. But um, we've had those in the past. And it, of course, didn't get to have that last year. But then we, you know are able to participate in the STEM Expo. So, yeah, it would be nice, and hopefully we will get to participate in that this year. All right. Well, one of the things I really love to do on the Big Yellow School Bus and when I have visitors in here to talk about their schools, et cetera, is do shout-outs. And I know you just really, I think almost twice now, really shouted out Casey Brock. Yes, yes. She's a fabulous uh, librarian, um, but she just recently was the um, Tennessee Association of uh, School Librarians um, Librarian of the Month. I've seen that. You posted it on your social media. I did. Yeah. Yes, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. Instagram? Not Instagram. Sorry. No Instagram. Okay, <laughs> we'll work on that. Um, let me see. Miss Grice, do you have a shout-out that you would think about, that you would like to make here on the radio today? Sure. And they're actually in here with me. There you go. I have the two best principals in the county and state anywhere really um i am so fortunate to work for these ladies there you go that was a very nice shout out and i don't Thank think you. she you don't have to pay her anything she just no. she did fairly really felt sincere about that and miss hardison i just i you know sitting here thinking about talking about remote learning and our teachers and everything that they do and i just think that our teachers they have taken on an awesome responsibility this year um, trying to juggle between traditional learning and their students that are in their classroom every day as well as their remote learners and just figuring things out and trying new things and we're just we're so proud of them every single Most day definitely. but we cannot sing their praises enough that's an awesome shout out yeah. to the teachers at highland elementary park yes. by miss hardison thank and you I, and and I'm just going to say, and our educational assistants. I mean, yes, I'm just telling yes. you, they have all, many of them are volunteering extra time to help us with getting to school early to help us with our uh, health screening. We've had, I mean, staying after school, helping with different things. And so, I mean, yes, definitely. Miss mm-hmm. Grice gave us a shout out, but mm-hmm. I think Miss Hardison and I can definitely say that we've got the best faculty and staff. Yes. Shout yeah. out to that. Yes. Now, I don't usually shout out, but I'm going to today because... Dr. Myers is a good veterinarian, so I'm going to shout out Mr. Miss Principal Myers' husband, Dr. Myers, with Murray County Animal Hospital, for being such a great veterinarian for me and my family for well over three, almost three decades. It seems like. Thank you, Dr. Myers. I will let him know you did that. Well, he better listen to the show. Since, oh, okay, you know, I will we're tell both him. On it. Well, we're going to head into a break here again. Um, we will be back in about five minutes. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show. We are here with Highland Park Elementary Principal Kelly Myers, Assistant Principal Alice Hardison, and School Counselor Karen Grice. Thank you, ladies, for coming in today and, and sharing what's going on with Highland Park Elementary. I wanted to ask some questions about what's going on in the remote learning world. Um, it's totally new to us. We we really didn't have a playbook designed for remote learning. Uh, Ms. Hardison, can you tell us a little bit about, like, how many kids do you have on remote learning and how's that going? Uh, currently, we have about 45 students, somewhere around 45 students um, that are remote learning. Um, we started out the school year with about 70, so some of them came back to us in the second nine weeks. Yeah, we were talking during the break that the parents finally got smart and said, oh, that's what teachers do. <laughs> and so they sent them back to school. Yeah, so we're doing uh, mostly packets is what um, the district's doing for the elementary classrooms. And our teachers work to get those packets ready, and they're contributing to the district-wide packets. Um, we give those out on Fridays, and the students return them then the following Friday. Now, do you have packets from your school and the district? We do. We use okay. the district packets, and then the teachers um, add things sometimes to differentiate for different students um, based on assessments and things that we give and the needs that they know that now, those students need. 45 students on remote, and it doesn't require, uh, like, being in front of a screen and all that to teach. How much devotion does it take from your teachers to handle the remote? It's a lot of work. Um, I think, teachers, I'm thinking yeah, it is, yeah. They, yeah, and they're balancing both. Um, all of our remote teachers also have students in the classroom, traditional students in the classroom. So um, they do morning meetings. Um, a couple of our teachers are in the mornings that are virtual, and so the remote students can get on those through um, Microsoft Teams or Zoom meeting and um, join with that. And um, they have their social-emotional learning lessons in the mornings with their morning meetings, so all students are involved in that. And um, after that, it's pretty much the packet work, but then they have check-in times where they're communicating with parents or students can call in or email and, and get a help with anything that they need. That is so cool. Um, remote learning is new, and I, I think that um, all the schools in our district are doing a great job um, learning the new processes, dual rolling, you know, teaching in class and then handling um, the remote learning also. Um, with 45 students, that's not a huge number, but that's still a lot of students out there that you need to attend to and, and deal with. Do they have abilities to call into the school or talk to teachers or anything? Yes, they do. And the teachers Most likely parents? Yeah and, yeah, and and the teachers have office hours, but then they're also available at all times. So parents can um, reach out to them through Remind or different, you know, communication things. Remind is an app, up. right? Yes, it is. Yeah, I've heard good mm -hmm. things about that. Now, your school does subscribe to you using Remind? We use Remind app, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was talking to Dr. Pennell um, from McDowell Elementary, and, and she gave me um, a trial, or she added me as a user so I could understand it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is the coolest thing ever, um, a, an app for elementary kids and parents, basically. But, yeah. yeah, it was very cool. I liked it. It worked well. I thought everything was cool about it. Um, remote learning. Um, let's share something that the community is just learning today, and that would be remote learning registration. Kelly, you want to tell our audience about that? Yes. If anyone is interested in just to either stay on remote or go on to remote, then they need to uh, 
register next week. And on yeah. the district website, they will be able to yeah. find that link. And that's important how you said that. If you want to maintain remote learning and stay a remote learner, you have to register. If you're currently in person and want to go to remote learning, you have to register. And registration's from Monday, December 7th, and it'll run for seven days till Sunday, December 13th. And then they will tally all the new registrations they receive and get those all communicated to in a timely manner for the it's the third marking period, right? That's right. Third starting, nine weeks. Starting January 4th, yes. Yeah. Is that the start of the second semester also? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so you heard it here. Remote learning registration, Murray County Public Schools. If you're interested in your child moving to remote or staying in remote, you must register at the Murray County website, murrayk12.org, Monday the 7th through Mon or Sunday the 13th to maintain or join remote learning. That's a that's a huge uh, plug right there to let everybody know that this is coming up because I just today published the information on our website and on our social media pages. So if you see that, go ahead and share it on your yes, social media um, to let everybody know that that's coming up. Um, it's it's I really want to remind people if you're in remote learning, you still have to register because we had that happen last time with people just thought it was automatic that they rolled over because they were already in it. But in order to do the numbers properly, we have to have you register. That's good? good? That's good. That's exactly right. All right. So we got 45 students in remote learning at, at Highland Park. We've got teachers doing dual roles. We got a guidance counselor that works overtime on RTIB. <laughs> school counselor. <laughs> oh, let me correct myself. School counselor that works overtime on RTIB, and she loves the program. Um, is there anything else you want to add about RTIB? It's 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 a, such a great thing. Gold standard winners right here at Highland uh -huh. Park Elementary School. Doesn't get any better than being the gold medal winner. Congratulations on that again, Miss Kelly. Thank you so Ms. much, Ms. Hardison. Thank you. And I, I can never remember your name, Miss Grice. <laughs> Me and her both do this. We, we're like lost for words today. <laughs> um, so what else would you like to add about your wonderful school? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I just would say that, um, that I feel like that Highland Park is, you know, a neighborhood school. Yes. Um, we love our kiddos. Um, we work well and have many many community uh, partners that i can't say enough about mm -hmm. uh, and how that they support us but my uh, faculty and staff are the absolute best and they really work hard and they have really worked hard this year in trying to understand and and like miss hardison said remote and traditional so i mean these um they as a matter of fact november 30th they got back every single packet for you know that they sent home, and they've had to review and provide feedback on those packets that they have uh, just gotten back. And um, we had a few that didn't bring them back, but um, but not not many. But they so they've had to provide individual feedback for every student on those packets that they've returned. In addition, getting ready to teach this week and going on about their business. So it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. It sounds like a lot, because that's like. Physical paperwork that has to be yes. reviewed, graded, yes. all that kind of stuff. That's like old school. Yeah, yeah. But that is it. What it is with elementary, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I'm thinking of right now. I'm I'm very digital minded. Right, right. right. You know, because so, 
currently at this time our students don't have school devices right uh, we sure are hoping that we get them soon uh, but at this time our school does not have school devices okay um, not to like, send home I should say right yeah. would you like to add anything about Highland Park Elementary before we get off the air today no. Ms. Hardison. Not, nothing no, at all? I can't think of anything else. Oh, uh, Miss Grice? Just that it's the best school in Murray County. Yeah. There you go. It is the it best is. school in Murray County. Um, well, that's We're it for this. kind of biased, don't I, Well, I don't blame you for being a little bit biased, even a lot biased. I would be, too. Uh, Highland Park's a, a great school. We have so many great schools in Murray County Public School District. Um, and I thank you, ladies, for coming out today and taking time out of your day to talk to people on the radio and share what Highland Park is doing, some of the great things, some of the awesome awards, Gold Medal Awards, RTI-1B, RTI-B. RTI-B. Amazing. Congratulations again. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. I want to thank you for joining us. We're on Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings, and Monday afternoons. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 7 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM.